okay, I'm going to get into some stuff. I, I'm going to get into it. You ready? Okay, here are your verses. 2 Thessalonians 2. Concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus, again, end times, weed and chaff grow together till the end time. Then they're separated. What is happening in this hour in the church is so clear. I saw it in the mid-90s through the mid-2000s, and I'm seeing it now. The hot are getting hotter, and the cold are getting colder. The consecrated are becoming more consecrated. The unconsecrated are losing the consecration they had. There are those passionate to get to church. There are those sitting at home. Which group are you? COVID was the great divider. There are people that stopped coming to church during COVID that are never coming back. They're never coming back. Don't look for them. And don't woo them. Don't woo them. I'm going to say it again. Don't woo them. Make your own decision. You with me? All right. So this happens the closer we get to the coming of the Lord. Before that day comes, there will be a great departure. He didn't say there'd be a great influx. He said there'd be a great departure. Most preachers ought to be shouting right now. Instead, they're weeping, feeling like they have failed because the wheat is being divided from the chaff. I refuse. I refuse. I preached the tr truth for 47 years. I'm not going to change now. Proverbs 22.10, very clear. Cast out the scorner. It's quiet. I told you that revival is incisive. There's going to be some cutting. There's going to be some clearing away to make room for supernatural growth. You don't prune your roses, you'll have less roses next year. Say, I love correction. Don't have time, don't have time, don't have time. 1 Corinthians 15, 6. Jesus was seen by 500 people at once. After the resurrection, only 120 remained in the upper room. That is a drop in attendance of 76%. Shall I try again? A drop of 76%. What would most pastors do if they had a move of God, an all-night prayer meeting broke out, the glory of God came, the lame leaped, the blind saw, there were manifestations of tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. 
And next Sunday, they dropped 72%. It's happening. I can point to places where revival is blazing. It is here. Look at the last two or three months. I've barely been able to take a microphone. Except today, God had something to say to sustain where we're going. Here it is. Here it is. Gideon began with 32,000 against the Midianites who had 135,000. There have always been, there will always be more of them than there are of us. We are remnant, revenant, resurrected, relevant revivalists. That's who we are. They dropped, God said, you got too many, 22,000 left. Do you know what percentage that is? 76%. 76%. That was the cleansing, the clearing of COVID. That was purge number one. But if you continue to read about Gideon's miracle, they went all the way down to 1%. I'm here to make an announcement. If God's revenant, relevant, revolutionary, resurrected church, the remnant, goes to 1%, I'm going to be preaching in it. I'm going to be preaching in it. You sing an old song that said, though none go with me, yet I will follow. Now we sing, if there aren't 10,000 with me, I must be going the wrong direction. Wow. Is this good? I got some good stuff, man. God gave me. They went down to 1%, 300 against 132,000. Ah! Makes me want to run through a troop and leap over a wall. Dr. Wendell Hutchins, my dear friend, City Harvest Network, great director, used one of my books in one of his posts. I haven't seen many around here do that. He used one of my books and quoted it. He says, in Acts chapter 2, Pastor Parsley said, the seven powers of Pentecost would not be released until the 76% who rejected it left to seek after their own way, their own business. Those who would remain, the 24%, were too stubborn to quit, to focus, to stop. They were the remnant, the warriors, the bride. And it, I continued to say, and it was to them 
to them alone that God poured out his spirit and gave them the power to become the sons and daughters of God. On the day of Pentecost, God released his presence, protection, power, provision, perfection, and permanence and peace to the 120 who remained in the upper room. I'm asking if anybody wants to be part of the 120 remnant. God's promises, God's promises are not based on the size of the crowd, but on the unity and the hunger of those who remain. Look at somebody and say, I'm a sticker. Say, I'm a sticker. God said, get rooted in the church. Not somebody offended me, so I'm not going. And not only that, I'm taking him and her and this one and that one. These things, brethren and sistren, ought not be. Tell me a problem that two born-again believers, if both are willing, cannot get in a room and fix whatever's between them. But when you can't get them to come in the room, you got no choice. You continue to love them, you never Stop loving them. No matter how they act does not concern your response to them. You loved them before, you love them still. But you don't participate. You don't ignore. You don't refuse to correct. Because that person is a rebel. They have a rebellious spirit. Now, I'm going to tell you, this generation is baptized in it. What, Ashton? We are baptized in it. You were trained in a bankrupt school system, which is why Dr. Wendell Hutchins and I are launching not just Harvest Preparatory School, because we don't have any room to put the kids we have now. We're launching the Harvest Preparatory School Network and schools are joining at blinding speed. They say, we've seen what you've done. We can do it too. We're taking our kids out of government-sponsored schools where the parents have no rights. No rights. Boy, this is good. I should make this a series. Are you tired? Evans Karaoke said something in one of those Holy Ghost-filled, fire-baptized gatherings called chapel at Valor Christian College. He prophesied. Don't follow a crownless king. Don't follow a crownless king 
who is ruling without the crown of authority. Whose authority? Somebody that's speaking into your life. Here's the first question to ask them. Whose authority are you under? Whose authority are you under? Who's your pastor? No, 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 no. I didn't say who's your buddy. I didn't say who agrees with everything you do and refuses to discipline you. I didn't say that. I would like to have a dollar for every time my pastor took me to the woodshed. I'd like to have a quarter for every time Elder Canfield has sat me down. I have authority because I'm under authority. So when somebody you're letting speak into your life, personally, social media, however, watching some preacher on the internet, hey, hey, let me help you. Unless you're tied in, submitted, surrendered, consecrated, and you watch me online, I hope you'll keep watching, but I'm not your pastor yet. I'll be your pastor when I preach correction and you receive it. Then I'll be your pastor. I said, then I'll be your pastor. You want to be in the choir, but you don't submit? If Pastor Chris says, being late is ungodly. They don't let me sing enough anyway. Wait a minute. Come on, Billy. Susie. No, come on. Come, do you know what they did to me? Well, I'm just happy to tell you. Go ahead. And the next time you take communion, eat and drink from the same body that you cursed damnation to yourself. The Bible is a serious book, people. Grow the hallelujah up. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Come on. God wants you higher. Zion is calling you to a higher place. Come on up this mountain. The air's clear. Whew. Man, this is good. This is a rebellious generation. I didn't say you. I said this generation. And if you're a part of this generation, you unknowingly have received the seeds of rebellion. You submit to no authority but yourself and those who agree with you. That's how the nation's so divided. Nobody can listen to anybody else. What happened in the riots of the summer was an abomination. What happened on January 6th was an abomination. Sin, sin, it doesn't matter what party you belong to. 
and we're above that. I need to tell you, we're above that. We're the healers. We're the reconcilers. We're those that are supposed to stand in the middle and bring everybody together around that, that magnet in the middle, which is the cross of Christ, and love your brother as yourself. My God, I feel the anointing of God. This is a generation that rebels. Now, listen to me. I'm not talking to somebody else. I'm talking to you. Let's all be David today. God revealed to me the hidden sin in my heart that I might not rebel against you. God is so confused. He sent you here to leave. But check yourself. When did you want to leave? Before you were corrected or after? If you're gonna mature in the church of Jesus Christ, you're gonna to have to learn to love correction. You're gonna to have to learn to love it. Okay, I got, God bless you, brother. Go back to the tables today, get everything you want. People follow rebels because leaders can no longer call out their sin. which requires a level of maturity yet to be attained by most believers because believers are gossips and little old ladies on a party line. You can't accept anything unless you know everything about it because you have no trust in leadership because you've been trained not to. I mean, if I took a survey right now, how many of you trust politicians? How many of you trust the CDC? How, how many of you trust the NIH? How many of you trust military leaders? How many of you trust school teachers? Now way down at the bottom of that list is how many of you trust preachers? This, this right here, this is not for the faint of heart. You will be lied about. You will be ridiculed. Your words will be twisted to beat other people out of the kingdom of God with. Every time I walk up here, it's like I'm walking in front of a news conference. Every word is scrutinized. Every action is criticized. Everybody is watching for the mistake. Did you ever get healed here? Did you ever get blessed here? Were your children ever blessed here? Did you ever feel the presence of God here? Did God ever break chains off of you here? Did you ever hear the word of truth here? 
Yeah, but. Come on. Let's grow up. Let's link arms together and be the remnant of God. You see something in me, go to somebody who has the authority to call it out in my life, and that's probably not you. When you've won 10 million to Christ, then you can move into that seat. When you've ever built anything in your life, then you can move into that seat. When you fought hell, as I fought hell for the souls of men for nearly 50 years, then you can move into that seat. My contemporaries are all gone. There is no Sumrall. There is no Hagen. There is no Roberts. There is no Jack Code, no A.A. Allen, no Catherine Kuhlman. They're gone. And they're replaced with playboys, not preachers. They're replaced with entertainers, not intercessors for dying souls. The average evangelical preacher in America prays eight minutes a day. Where does that leave you? You're so deep in God, haven't read five, verse, five chapters of scripture since last Sunday. But God talks to you every five minutes. Come on now, let's grow up. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, we better grow up. Here's why. If you think 2020 and 2021 were something, these are the beginning of sorrows. If you couldn't stand then, you're not gonna stand in 2025. Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching. I could wind up and be telling you all kinds of stuff that you don't understand as long as I put a in it. You'd be running the aisles, shouting your heads off, having no idea what you're shouting about. That's not you. That's not you. That's not you. You're too important to God. God suffered so that you could be his people. Rise up and be it. Don't take the easy way out. Ah, How do I know this is a rebellious generation? Because no rules apply to them. No rules. Just go out in the parking lot and look at people with no handicap signs parking in handicap spaces. People that never served a day in the United States military parking in the military spaces. People, we got, we got men of course, it's understandable in this generation. We got men by themselves parking in the four pregnant ladies' spots. <laughs> Nobody pays attention to the parking signs because rules don't apply to you. Well, we're living in a nation th that is lawless. What rules apply? Whatever ones we want to. What laws are upheld? 
whichever ones we decide to. Teachers can't correct in the schoolroom anymore. They'll be sued. And before long, preachers won't be able to preach because they won't be able to, to carry the malpractice insurance. Doctors can't doctor, nurses can't nurse, teachers can't teach, policemen can't police, and nobody can do anything. Because we are accusers rather than reconcilers. Be ye reconciled to one another. Yea, thou shalt pout and have secret meetings. What are we doing? There's not a human being, not a human being. I was reconciled to a great man this week that has not spoken to me for over 20 years. There is no one on the face of the earth that I will not be reconciled to. No one. There's not a human. There's not one. Because my character demands it. My Christ demands it. That book demands it. And I have no right to check my feelings. Be reconciled. Stop all this silliness. What is worth breaking fellowship with people that have brought overwhelming blessing into your life? Nothing as far as I'm concerned. And I'm, I'm, Dr. Lowe, I'm, I'm willing to say that there are very few people walking the planet that haven't been criticized, ridiculed, helicopters flying over your house, dragging your 10-year-old children out of your house and taking them to unclosed locations to hide them from the Taliban. I'm talking about the FBI and the CIA. You have the audacity to dice my words? That woman right there has lived 42 lifetimes. And we will criticize her? You want this anointing? Let's see how you respond when they hand you your child and say he'll never read a book, he'll never go to school, he'll never know you're his father. Then criticize her. Stop criticizing anybody. Stop it. Let our conversation be upbuilding. If you have the authority and something needs corrected, correct it. And then walk away from it.
Walk away from it. Their response is not your responsibility. You're responsible to do what's right, right. And leave the mess to them. Your responsibility is to be available for reconciliation, to be available for prayer. We don't want to pray together. How could we? How are you going to pray with somebody you've ridiculed all week? Look at the power you're losing. Look at the influence you're losing. You're a great big fish in your little tiny pond of 10. And look at what you're losing. Don't be rebellious. Just don't. Every single time I've received correction. Come up here, Elder Canfield. Please. Come up here. Just stand right there. Just stand right there. He just corrected me. Whether it was him or Brother Summerall or somebody that has that right. Brother Copeland, who I went to see this week on his 85th birthday. Why? Why wouldn't I? I've received from him. He's blessed me. Yeah, but didn't you hear he? No, I didn't. Because unlike you, I refuse to. Here's been my posture. Lay your hands on me and pray for me. And let God take this out of me and and fix it. I'm here for him. I'm not here for me. I don't have a right to be right. I have a right to be righteous. Yes. Am I telling true? Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. That's not about me. That's about I take my responsibility very seriously. God places eternity. And millions lot in it, in my hands. I won't be judged by you. Everybody, it's, it's, it's chic now, it's cliche, you know. Only God can judge me. Well, first of all, that's not right. Do you have a Bible? That's not what your Bible says. How much power individually and corporately have we lost? How many more devils would scream and fall at the cross by our very presence if we'd get this mess cleared up. All of us, every single one of us, take the rebellious spirit 
out of me, God. Teach your children that when you correct them, it's in love. Now, don't go beat them and say Jesus is upset with them. Don't ever do that. It's not Jesus. It's your parenting. Don't blame the school. Don't blame the government. Let's get our homes intact. That begins, Dad, with you calling a prayer meeting. By the way, when was your last one? We're all decorating Christmas trees, nothing wrong with that. How about instead of gathering everybody around the Christmas tree and making cookies, we clear off the coffee table and make an altar? God might show you what your child's doing, so when the teacher confirms it, you wouldn't be fighting with them. Right? That's an awful seed. It, and it, it, look, it's rooted in everybody. And we're going to let God cut the roots because we want the fruit. Right? We want to be pruned. Don't we? We, we want to receive correction, direction. We want to ever be learning. We want God to continually to just work on us. Man, if you just work on you, you wouldn't have 10 minutes to work on anybody else. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? I mean, I know it's true. I mean, it takes me two hours a day of hard prayer to keep myself right. Of course, I got to deal with all you, so. No. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's work on that beam. Because it's in there. Even if it's not made manifest, you know it. You know what's there. I do. Let's work on that. Because, you know, you can get a speck out, just a good little wash of the water of the Word, and a speck will come out. But when that thing's a beam, it takes a little while to chisel that thing out of there. And just let God, let, let the Word have its perfect work. Right? So it's an attitude of the heart. That's all it is. Is my goal reconciliation? Is that my goal? Is my purpose to receive correction? Do I truly have a revelation that it's the goodness of God that brings me to repentance? Because repentance becomes the stepping stone. You know where he says, he puts his enemies, our enemies under his feet. Every time he puts another one, you go higher. Every time, correction, repentance, restoration. I'm not who I used to be in God's kingdom. And I refuse 
to ever go back down here. You can't drag me down there. I, I've learned too much. I know too much. I've seen too much. Devil, you got to be kidding me. You tried. This is what you tried. Oh, yeah, I slipped, but I, no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not ignorant concerning your devices. I cut, 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 cut. Go ahead and prune me. I'm ready to be raised up to a brand new level in you. So just cut all the mess off of me and let me go higher. Anybody want to go higher? Then stand up and shout, I'm the redeemed of the Lord. And the devil cannot touch me here i am oh lord spirit soul body wherever i'm starting down the wrong road i don't want nudged back on the path shove me get me back take us back take us back oh lord for the first time I ever walked in this room. Take me back. Take me back, oh Lord. And then thrust me forward. God has need of me. I may just be a donkey, because sometimes our sin makes us feel that way. But a donkey was what he had need of. Some of you don't know your Bible to get the reference, but anyway praise the lord praise the lord now lord god in the mighty name of jesus we repent before you wash us make us clean we were wrong we did it ourselves but we're so thankful today that if we repent we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and we plead his blood, and we ask for restoration. We ask for reconciliation. We pray and reconcile ourselves, even in the spirit, to all men for the sake of Christ and for his church. Make us mighty. The more pure we become, the more powerful we are. Wash us, O oh God. Lead us. And we say, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Be lifted up, ye doors, ye everlasting gates. Come in, Lord Jesus. Apply your blood. Fill us with your spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, 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 amen. Well, there's only one kind of church that can shout about preaching like that. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, 
on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.